Good evening. Good to see all of you out tonight. We're glad that you're here with us. I mentioned this morning that our lesson for tonight is going to be in a way related to attendance. I don't do a whole lot of lessons on attendance because most of our members attend regularly. And I'm appreciative of that. Even though we're a small congregation, the ones that come, come often. We're, we're grateful for that. But I wanted to talk about the attitude that we should have in our attendance and some of the reasons that we are here. And so our lesson for tonight is entitled, The Opportunity to Assemble. And I did a similar lesson on it last year, and, uh, and this will be a little bit different. But uh, it does talk a lot about the attitude that we should have in our attendance. There are different, different reasons that may be given for attendance in church services. Some have a faith, faithful I've, I've been tongue-tied all afternoon. I've tried to record my Bible lesson for the radio program, and I was tongue-tied then. I'm tongue-tied now. Just bear with me. But there are different reasons that may be given for attendance in church services. Some have a faithful desire to assemble with the saints, and that's good. We need that faithful desire to be here. But there are some that feel like they have to be here. And that's a, another scenario, and, and one that is, is not quite as common, but it's also one we need to be aware of. We shouldn't feel like we have to be here necessarily, but maybe to make parents or a spouse happy, people will attend the services of the church. Some may feel like it's just something that one is expected to do, and maybe they take pride in, in the fact that that they are there regularly. And again, that's another scenario that, that we need to be aware of, but one that, that we shouldn't have. And I might ask the question, why are you here tonight? What is your purpose in assembling in church services tonight? Worship, or Bible classes even, should be considered an opportunity, a privilege, rather than a duty. And when we realize the blessings of being able to assemble, realizing that this is a blessing that is not enjoyed by all throughout the world, we should have an attitude of being a positive influence and being positively influenced for the better. Our lesson objectives for tonight are to consider the reasons for the assembling of the church. And to improve our attitudes and feelings toward assembling with the church. We begin with the opportunities of assembly. The opportunities of assembly. The opportunity, first of all, to come into the presence of God and His people is one that, that we enjoy. And it's one that we should treasure. We come together and praise and thanksgiving for all that He has done for us. The hundredth psalm says this, Make a joyful shout to the Lord, all you lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before His presence with singing. Know that the Lord, He is God. It is He who, was, who has made us and not we ourselves. We are His people and the sheep of His pasture. Enter into His gates with thanksgiving and into His courts with praise. 
Be thankful to Him and bless His name, for the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting, and His truth endures to all generations. When we come together, we are in the presence of God. And we have the ability to offer to God praise and song and thanksgiving for all the things that He has done for us. This is an opportunity for us to join in the worship and to participate no matter who we are. We are all to participate in this portion of the service. It's something to be treasured. Something to be enjoyed. Being in the presence of God and being able to praise Him in the way that we do. When we come into the presence of God, such as we are here tonight, we also come for the purpose of prayer. In James chapter 5, verses 13 through 16, it says, Is anyone among you suffering? Let him pray. Is anyone cheerful? Let him sing songs. Is anyone among you sick? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith will save the sick. And the Lord will raise him up. And if he has committed sins, he will be forgiven. Confess your trespasses to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The effective Fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. Prayer is an opportunity. It's something that only Christians can do. And it's very appropriate that we gather to pray with one another. Prayer is an opportunity to bring our wishes, fears, and concerns to God. We can pray in the closet. And that's one of the ways that we are able to pray to God is to, to pray in a secret place. But how much of a blessing it is. How encouraging it is to pray with one another. We have the example of the church praying together. In Acts chapter 16 and verse 13, And on the Sabbath day we went out of the city to the riverside, where prayer was customarily made. And we sat down and spoke to the women who met there. It was a customary thing for them to gather together to pray together with one another. Prayer is a very important part of our service. And it's something to be treasured. We also have the ability to study God's Word together. Do we ever take for granted that God's Word is always available to us. You know, all I have to do if I want to open up God's Word is pick this right up right here. I have several copies in my office, several different translations to look at, and even at home I have a few different copies there as well. And it's readily available. And now we have cell phones and iPads and things of that nature, and the Bible is also included on that. And maybe even more often it's available than what it would be otherwise. But I think we do take for granted that we have God's Word so readily available. 
You would look at the church of the first century and that wasn't something that they had. Uh, the word was being put together at the time. And it wasn't until later that, that they had the, the full word of God. And even a long time after that, that it was printed in its entirety in the way that we have it. The spirit of studying God's Word together is one that we should be mindful of. Acts 2 and verse 42 And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship in the breaking of bread and in prayers. Part of the assembly was studying together. They continued in the apostles' doctrine. This is how they learned this doctrine and what they needed to do in order to please God. They had a desire to study God's Word together. And that's the attitude that we should have today. Look at the attitude of Cornelius in Acts chapter 10, verses 30 through 33. So Cornelius said, Four days ago I was fasting until this hour, and at the ninth hour I prayed in my house, and behold, a man stood before me in bright clothing and said, Cornelius, your prayer has been heard, and your alms are remembered in the sight of God. Send therefore to Joppa and call Simon here, whose surname is Peter. He is lodging in the house of Simon, a tanner by the sea. When he comes, he will speak to you. So I sent to you immediately, and you have done well to come. Now, therefore, we are all present before God to hear all the things commanded you by God. That's the kind of attitude that we need. The desire to study God's Word, to know God's Word. And it's such a blessing to be able to study together. Look at the longing of the Ethiopian eunuch to understand the Word of God. Acts chapter 8 verses 30 through 31. So Philip ran to him and heard him reading the prophet Isaiah and said, Do you understand what you are reading? And he said, How can I unless someone guides me? And he asked Philip to come up and sit with him. He was ready he was eager to understand the Word of God. And when we assemble, we should have the attitude of eagerness, desire, hunger, and a thirst for righteousness to understand the Word of God. When we gather on the first day of the week or on Wednesday night or any other time that we may gather as a congregation. We gather with the purpose of understanding God's Word, of praying and singing to, with one another. And those are blessings that we, we enjoy in the presence of God, knowing that He is with us, knowing that He hears our prayers. But we also have the joy of being in the presence of God's people. I wouldn't want to be anywhere else on a night like tonight. And I hope that you feel the same way. Assembling with Christians is an opportunity for spiritual edification. We look at Hebrews 10 verses 24 and 25 and, and we, we kind of have a tendency to look at it in a negative sense but there's a very positive meaning to these verses. 
Hebrews 10 and verse 24, And let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good work. Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, as is the manner of some, but exhorting one another, and so much the more as you see the day approaching. We have an opportunity to assemble with God's people with the purpose of stirring up love and good works. Those are good things. We don't try to bring each other down. We, we don't try to, to discourage. But we're here to build up. That's our purpose in gathering together. That's a very good one. If you ever really think about it, God's people are the best to be around. We may have friends or family members that we enjoy being with, but there are some things that we enjoy in the presence of each other that we can only enjoy in the presence of each other. We don't have to worry about hearing foul language or dirty jokes or, or mean things. In most cases, we understand that Christians are modestly dressed. There's no temptation of the longing of eyes. And it's a kind environment that one should want to raise children in. That's the kind of people that I want to be around. And we're encouraged to, to be more like a family, to be closer to one another. And that's good. Whenever we gather together, we have that opportunity to form these great friendships that that lasts longer than I think some of the friendships with the world that we may have. But these are the people that I want to be with. So we have an opportunity to assemble with each other in the presence of God's people. And what a blessing it is. Assembling with God's people provides the opportunity to think, to set our lives and priorities in order. Sometimes we get sidetracked and we, we get turned a different direction, but we need to remember our priorities. And this is a good time to be reminded of those. In Psalm 119, verses 57 through 64, You are my portion, O Lord. I have said that I would keep your words. I entreated your favor with my whole heart. Be merciful to me according to your word. I thought about my ways and turned my feet to your testimonies. I made haste and did not delay to keep your commandments. The cords of the wicked have bound me, but I have not forgotten your law. At midnight I will rise to give thanks to you because of your righteous judgments. I am a companion of all who fear you and of those who keep your precepts. The earth, O oh Lord, is full of your mercy. <coughs> Teach me your statutes. This is an opportunity to dwell on these kind of thoughts. Thoughts that turn us in the right direction. That keep us from straying as we go throughout the week. We must remember that God is our priority in all things. In all areas of our life, God is our priority. And serving Him is our priority. Coming together, assembling together, helps us to focus our minds and hearts 
on His Word and how we may serve Him to the best of our ability. What does my attendance say about me? Whenever we come together, certainly we have uh, an idea that is presented. It, it, there's an idea of encouragement, but it can also be an idea of discouragement if someone is not here for whatever reason. But what does my attendance say about me? And this is more about your thought and your reflection and how you feel about assembling with the saints. Know first of all that your presence is uplifting. It's uplifting to me. It's uplifting to those around you. Again, we go back to what we looked at in Hebrews 10. Let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together. We should consider one another and how we might edify and build up one another, and this is a great way to do it. Aside from serving God as commanded, we have the purpose of encouraging fellow Christians. In Ephesians chapter 4, verses 11 through 16, Ephesians 4, beginning with verse 11, it says this, And He Himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints, for the work of ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to a perfect man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, that we should no longer be children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine, by the trickery of men, in the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting, but speaking the truth in love, may grow up in all things into Him who is the head, Christ, from whom the whole body, joined and knit together by what every joint supplies, according to the effective working by which every part does its share, causes growth of the body, for the edifying of itself in love. This morning in our Bible class, we talked about the importance of the body coming together and each individual member working together for one common purpose, to be the body of Christ. When we come together, when we assemble together, each has different things that we can do. There are different ways that we can encourage each other different ways that we can participate in the worship service. But each one coming together makes up the whole. Without one another, we would fall apart in many different respects. But coming together, being joined together, joined closely together, we see that we are supplied with everything that we need in order to carry out the work of the Lord carry out His purpose. We come together for edification and building up the body in love. Those are some great things to remember. And how encouraging can one be to the body if she, he or she is absent? It's hard to do so. So anytime that you have the ability to be here 
It's good for the body. It's good for us as Christians. It's good for this congregation. Know that your presence supports your spiritual growth and maturity. Let's look at how we receive the word. Noticing how the noble Bereans did so. In Acts chapter 17, verses 10 through 12. Then the brethren immediately sent Paul and Silas away by night to Berea. When they arrived, they went into the synagogue of the Jews. These were more fair-minded than those in Thessalonica. And that they received the word with all readiness and searched the scriptures daily to find out whether these things were so. Therefore many of them believed, and also not a few of the Greeks, prominent women, as well as men. Notice here that they received the word willingly and gladly, desiring to do the will of God. And when we study the word together, when we receive it with the proper attitude and understanding, it helps us to grow. It helps us to mature, to improve our service to God. We see here that once they had received the word, as it says here, with all readiness, and they searched the scriptures daily to find out whether these things were so, once they had done so, many became Christians. Many believed. Verse 12 there, many of them believed, and also not a few of the Greeks, prominent women as well as men. Great things can happen when we study the word with a willingness and desire to do so. Again, studying helps us to grow. 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 1 through 3. Therefore, laying aside all malice, all deceit, hypocrisy, envy, and all evil speaking, as newborn babes, desire the pure milk of the word, that you may grow thereby. If indeed you have tasted that the Lord is gracious. Spiritual maturity begins with a desire for the truth of God's word. How much more can be learned by attending Bible study classes and worship services? We can gain a greater knowledge than we could if we were to study alone. And it's a great blessing if we are here for it. When you are not present for services, it tells your fellow Christians that something in your life is more important than God, the study of His Word, and assembling with His people. Granted, there are legitimate reasons for not assembling. Work, illness, the list can go on. But when you miss for illegitimate reasons, it's noticed when your presence is missed. You have to understand that we can only be our best as Christians when we assemble together on a regular basis. Do we see worship as an opportunity? I do. Ever since I was very young, I understood that it was very important to my life and to those around me. And it's something that I've always had an enjoyment in, in gathering with God's people whenever we had the opportunity. And I hope that you feel the same way. I hope that it's an opportunity for you, not seen as a chore or something that has to be done. But I hope that we have the proper attitude when we assemble. 
and that we do so for the purpose of edifying and building up one another. God has provided this opportunity for His people to assemble on a weekly basis. We see the example of the church in the New Testament. We see how they assembled on a weekly basis and how encouraging they were to one another. And it's certainly a blessing. There are many places where people are not allowed to gather as we are. Brother Kirk prayed for our freedoms earlier. And we certainly have a great many freedoms. And the greatest, I think, is to worship God the way that we do. I think the main question for us is are we taking full advantage of the opportunities that are given to us? Are you a faithful child of God? Now part of it is assembling with the church, but that's not all that we're told to do in order to be seen as faithful in God's sight. We need to be obedient every day of our lives and we need to set a good example for those around us. We need to be Christians. We become Christians through obedience. Repentance, confession, baptism, the remission of sins. Those things are all important. But we also need to continue to live a faithful life. Continue to study. Continue to encourage. Continue to lead lost souls to Him. But sometimes we fall. Sometimes we, we stumble in different ways. And we look away from God. Maybe it is tonight that, that someone here is in need of responding to the Lord's invitation. Maybe you need to come in repentance. Rededicating your life to Him. Asking for prayer on your behalf or for forgiveness. But whatever your need may be tonight, if you're not a faithful child of God, if you're not a faithful Christian, don't wait until it's too late. Come as together we stand and as we sing.